right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. It is, it's counting down to the draft, baby. Counting down to the draft tomorrow. First round. Um, did you see the little buzz building about, well, you know, I don't want to ruin any of the top five stuff. Oh. little buzz building about a <laughs> sooner maybe going higher in the first round than anyone anticipated. So, with that in mind, let's get after it. It's time for the top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino off I-44, exit 107, 14 table games. And don't forget their incredible happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. NewcastleCasino.com. All right, um... Let's go. Big story number five. Number five. Unfortunately, we are not making a road trip to Tulsa tonight. The OU baseball game. What am I saying? The OU softball game has been canceled. OU baseball game yesterday. Yeah, it got canceled too. I was pulling up Soonersports.com and the first thing that popped up was was baseball. So I was like, oh. Um, Anyway. No softball tonight. There is the possibility of a makeup. Thank you. But I don't know if that's going to take place either. Because, again, next week is Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Oklahoma State. Then the postseason is here. Then regionals are here. Then super regionals are here. And, you know, next thing you know, we're in the World Series. Yeah. So you want to make sure your team is, is ready to go to get to that point. But, uh, again, no trip. To uh, Tulsa tonight, no trip to the 918. Keep an ear open for maybe a rebooking of that. But for now, for now, OU Kansas, 6 o'clock Friday night on the Sooner Radio Network. Hey, to all of our Wichita friends, did it did it pour up there all day yesterday? Yeah, help or me was out. It, or was it like here where we thought it was going to be really nasty and then it sort of didn't happen until today? Based on what I saw looking back at the old radar, the radar, it looked like they got doused pretty good early. Oh, they did. And I think their field wasn't – got to remember, not everyone has the kind of draining system that Oklahoma has. Right. And, and we're probably, what, Coach, 20, 2016 was when they really worked on the inner workings of the outfield. So you, you get rain like we've had for two days here – and what we're getting today, that might have put a game on Friday in peril back in the day. But now OU has a solid draining system. I think they just had so much rain, Josh, that it would have been impossible. Yeah, it just wasn't going to gonna happen. Those conditions, e- e- even even after the rain sure. stopped. Yeah, and I, I just you. I just think in Tulsa too, it's the same way. They don't have the solid fields that they deserve. They got good home fields. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. You get some rain, it's going to cost you a game. Yeah. Unless you're bringing in the helicopter to drive that bad boy up, which I think is only reserved for the postseason. But, again, if you missed JT Gasso, who was on with us in hour number one, find it on the podcast as soon as the show wraps up. All right, let's get an update on more Sooner stuff. Big story number four. Number four. The OU golf team is currently in the final round at Prairie Dunes of the Men's Big 12 Golf Championship. They are rolling, and they continue to roll. They are at four under for the tournament, two under on the day. They have, uh, what are we up to, an 11-shot lead, 12-shot lead over second place, Texas Tech. Individual-wise, on the player leaderboard, 
Uh, Ludwig continues to roll. Uh, he is at 14 under. Ludwig Aberg out of Texas Tech. Jonas Baumgartner from Oklahoma State is currently in second, but he is seven shots back. Oof. So uh, Ludwig is through four today. Baumgartner is through seven. Drew Goodman and Patrick Welch are the two highest-rated Sooner golfers. Tied for fourth at two under. Uh, ben Lorenz is there two over. But for the most part, this has been all Oklahoma. I mean, look, four, one, two, three, four. Oh, wait, hold on. That's wrong. One, two, yeah, four of their golfers are currently in the top ten. And there is nobody even close to that. TCU has three of its golfers that are there in the top ten. But where are they on the team leaderboard? Yeah, they're currently in fifth place. They're plus 17. So it shows you how bad the bottom part of their lineup is doing. But look at it. Ryan Hibble was on with Toby earlier today. Uh, I know they had a couple of weather issues, but they were able to battle through it. So there we go. There we go. And then not too far away, Norman Regional. Oh, that's right. Gosh, I keep forgetting about that. It's uh, Gosh, this is one of the best times of the year where they'll hopefully perform well in the regional and then go off to the NCAA championships where they've just been a mainstay, man, for what, the last decade or so? Mm-hmm. The, the longevity that that program has had – is remarkable. The way Hibble's built it is incredible. That's right. That's absolutely 100% right. All right, big story number three. Number three. What a night last night in the NBA playoffs. Now, I know that this this led to quite the debate on the T-Row in the morning show, but let me take you to Boston. Let me take you to Boston and it sounded like this when Trey Young finished him this way. Oh, gosh, why is it not playing? I told you I should Trey never use it there. Across against Jalen Brown. Trey in the middle. Fires the three. Bang! Trey Young just hit it with 1.8 to go. And the Hawks take a two-point lead. 119 to 117. Trey Young has just stunned this crowd, folks. <laughs> Trey Young has just stunned Boston. You think? Trey Young with the three, and then all that was left was the final call. Tatum fires at the buzzer and misses, and the Atlanta Hawks have won. The Atlanta Hawks have come in and shocked the world, folks. Janet Jackson will have to wait until Friday for her second show. Janet Jackson, too bad. You'll have to wait. The Atlanta Hawks are coming home to play game six on Thursday night. They came into Boston, and they beat the Celtics. They have stunned the crowd. They have stunned an entire city. They win the game. Final score, Atlanta, 119. Boston, 117. So, I'm stunned. I, I was like, well, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm surprised, but hey, I'm not, like, shocking the hey, world here. Calm when, down, buddy. When's that Janet Jackson show? So, <laughs> the pop star had a concert scheduled for the Atlanta State, State Farm Arena on Thursday. But with Atlanta's win... The Hawks and the Celtics will be playing instead. The scheduling snafu apparently was thanks to Jackson adding a second date to her Atlanta tour stop. She was initially slated to play Atlanta only on Wednesday, but added a Thursday date in December. Now there's a conflict. And as you heard, you got to wait, Janet Jackson. You got to wait. <laughs> you got to wait. Um, Why did he have to mention that? I, I obviously it, it must be a big deal 
in it must be a big deal in Atlanta. I don't think it is. You don't think so? No. <laughs> Here's Trey afterwards. I don't feel like there was any pressure on me. I got to come out here and be better. Obviously, we didn't have him. So we all got to step our game up another level. Uh, not just me. We all did tonight. And I, I, I credit my teammates. It was a total team win. Quinn Snyder. I believe in him. And his teammates believe in him. And, you know, I'll say it again. He believes in his teammates. You could tell, you know, you look in his eyes and there was a calm. And sometimes that happens, you know, in the middle of a storm. I kind of think that's got a chance to be a really good fit. But you've got to get Trey to buy into something that he's never really bought into, and that's playing D. If Trey Young will play D, look at the Lakers right now. Why are the Lakers on the verge of moving on? Playing some good They're defense. They're playing defense. So that's that's how I feel about that. Also, last night, the let's see, the Denver Nuggets are moving on. Conley looks in, throws it off over to Edwards for three. Missed it at the horn. Denver takes care of the Minnesota Timberwolves. They win game number five by a final of 112 to 109. And Denver moves on to the next round. Oh, man, what a shocking result. Man, I won't lie. The uh, crowd mic made it sound like it. Edwards hit that three. Did you hear it? <laughs> Play it again. Yeah, li- listen to it again whenever he's like, Edwards takes the shot. You got to – you really got to listen kind of tight for the crowd, Mike. Conley looks in, throws it off over to Edwards for three. Missed it at the horn. Denver takes care of the Minnesota Timberwolves. They win game number five by a final of 112 to 109. And Denver moves on to the next round. I guess it hit the net. Yeah. Yeah, it like swooped the net is yeah. what it did. Uh, and here was the final call for the Phoenix Suns. Three seconds, two seconds, one second. Suns win. They'll eliminate the Los Angeles Clippers. Suns will move on. The Suns win. Oh, brothers. Who uh, is the Suns play-by-play guy again? I don't know. Uh, has always been the play-by-play guy, right? Right. He's been there for ages. Well, I can't wait to see him get his ring. It's going to be fun. Oh, is it? Are you calling it now? Oh, yeah. Phoenix winning it all. Here's your schedule for tonight. You've got uh, four games. Lakers, Grizzlies at 630, preceded by the Knicks and the Cavs at 6 o'clock. Wins by the road teams would move them on. Uh, in fact, you've got three straight games where the road team with a win can move on. Knicks, Cavs, Lakers, Grizz, and Heat at the Bucks tonight at 930. You give uh, give the Knicks a chance? Unfortunately, I do. Man, how soft has Cleveland looked? My goodness. Miami, do they uh, end it? I think the Bucks bounce back here. Are, I, I are the Bucks that, coming all the way back I to win that I think that series. goes seven. No, then tell me what you think about the late game tonight. Warriors-Kings. I, Sacramento and De'Aaron De- De- Fox and his injury. Yeah, I think the Warriors are going to win tonight. I think they're winning in six. Boo! Boo! I know. I'm rooting for Sacramento big time. All right, big story number two. Number two. I think that's everything we need to know from the NBA. Oh, Al McCoy, by the way. Thanks, Pop. Al McCoy, 52 years as the Suns play-by-play I, guy. I, I knew that he 51 was a mainstay. Yeah. And this is his last year. Oh, it is? Oh, man, that'd be such a such a cool thing for him to go out with that. And, you know, especially after Chuck and some of those Suns teams that – near missed and even the seven seconds or less sons there were thoughts that now they weren't 
there may might have been one year or two years where they were considered quote unquote a favorite. More times than not, it was you know Los Angeles or San Antonio that was sort of perceived the favorite. But that's a long way to say. It'd be cool for him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait for the guy to get on Twitter or Facebook. But it's not about him. Fifty-one years. <laughs> yeah. It's not. But what's he doing? Screw well, I mean, Kevin I, Durant. I just like the game. It's not about them. I just want to watch. The, I don't need a guy calling play by play. Uh, All right, let me get some NFL news and notes out of the way here before we get to big story number one. Joe Douglas met with the media yesterday, and let's see. There was a. A myriad of things that he talked about, including the process to get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's one of the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. To have an opportunity to to add a player of that that caliber, um, you're always gonna you're always gonna look into it and, and how it how it fits within within our culture within our team. Uh, a little bit more here from the Jets general manager. It's a real credit to Robert, his staff, Robert and what Sala. he's been able to implement. That a, that a player of Aaron's caliber would even want to come here, and so you know we're just we're, we're all excited to add someone of of his character and his ability. Then there's the other side of it. Brian Gutenkist on the Packers. Is it fair to say you're rebuilding? No, I don't. I don't ever look at it like that. You know, we're excited about this football team and where it can go. Obviously, we're a long ways away from what our 53 man roster and our 16 man practice squad is going to look like. Um, but we're really excited about it. It's going to be new, obviously, specifically a quarterback, uh, it looks like. But um, at the same time, we're, you know, the goals don't change around here. It's going to be the same goals we've always had, right? There's, there's one goal here every single year, no matter what. And um, just like it was back in the last time we kind of we, we moved on from one quarterback to the other, right? The goals are the same. Um, and, and it's going to be on those guys to put in the work, and, and it's going to be exciting to see. But, um, yeah, nothing's really changing. Yeah. You know what? Goals, yeah. goals are the same, 7 and 10. Yeah, you know what? Uh, do you I, have uh, do you have that audio of Gutenkest uh, popping the champagne and celebrating? <laughs> How happy they are! <laughs> um, by the way, let me let me update one thing. I had written it down on my home schedule. Just an update on this on on the OU softball schedule. I had written it down on my home schedule as Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but SoonerSports.com is showing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So either when I wrote it down on my home schedule, I miss. I misremembered it, but thanks to someone who pointed that out. That's the second time that's happened. I didn't have Friday's game in Waco as a 6.30 start. I had it at like 6. And then I had this weekend at Friday. Okay, correction. Correction on the show. Do your due diligence. I guess I must have written that down incorrectly. It is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I Boy, that's a, that's a big whiff on my part. Oh for one on the plank show today. My bad. All right. Um. Thank you for the. Uh, thank you for the update. Nine one eight. Um. <laughs> and by the way, you got an update too because I just happened to jump the text line. The three one six writes. I live in the Wichita area and we did not receive a lick of rain yesterday. Oh no. Um. I kind of had a feeling that. Oh, my, were you worried my, about that? Well, just because that's what happened here. Right. Where it was all the. It was all the. Um, not that forecast and things of that nature. Yeah, and not that you know what happens here is exactly what happens there, but a lot of times that is the case. All right, so my bad. I don't know where I got. If it changed, I'm like I've told you guys a million times. I'm the last one to know. Those cowards from Wichita—they 
avoided us again. Well, I think Wichita really wanted to play. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm no, totally. I, and I totally know you're being sarcastic. But I do think if we go back to Big Story 5, which is softball getting canceled tonight. Now, tonight's game, we're doomed. I mean, there is no way. That <laughs> yeah, it, it ain't happening. Yeah, it tonight. wasn't happening. But but as far as, you know, yesterday, maybe there. So you're saying there's a chance, right? Maybe there was a chance or telling me there's a chance uh, that they could have played yesterday. All right. So we're in the midst of the, the NFL notes. Thank you for those quick updates. Here is Frank Wright, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, on the top pick of the draft. Have you guys talked about that, and have you come to a consensus yet? He did. He actually said, came in my office uh, yesterday at some point and, and asked the question. You know, it was kind of like a proposal of sorts, you know. <clears throat> and I said yes. <laughs> no, there is consensus, and we're excited. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll announce that Thursday at about 8 o'clock. Frank, uh, I've got a comment here from Reddit, and just want to know what you think about this. Well, I have a – why so secretive? Probably because, I mean, don't you think Goodell in the NFL is like, hey, don't reveal who you're taking? Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe they don't – it's like, hey, keep that drama. I mean, everyone – you're telling everyone you know who you're going to take, but let's uh, let's go ahead and build this bad boy up just a little bit, shall we? I well, and, and who does uh, – the NFL's got some – betting partners now right yeah that's true so i mean the nfl doesn't want money to stop flowing in on that you know what i mean the, right. the number one overall pick all of a sudden you say who it is and there goes x amount of revenue right streams all right uh which gets us then to a little bit more nfl and big story number one number one number one number one so i uh i did my due diligence i did all the work so you don't have to as we count down to tomorrow's nfl draft there is obviously obviously josh a lot of buzz around the potential first ever first round pick for the oklahoma sooners in the bill beatenbow era on the offensive line and Yesterday, there was a little back and forth between Ian Rappaport and James Palmer about players that could end up a little bit higher than people are even anticipating. It depends on what you consider Nolan Smith to be, what scheme you're in. I'd uh, say off the ball probably in a, in a 3-4 scheme. But obviously that's, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I would agree with the GMs who talked about Forbes. I think he probably goes more toward the middle of the first round, especially if we see – Banks go as early as he may go as well. Some really good corners here. Another one I liked, and I read through your entire article this morning, the whole sure thing from top to bottom, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if four tackles went in the top 15. If you're looking for a tackle, this is a guy who's really, really, really talented. I could see him as a first-rounder as well. Yeah, they're not going four in the top 15. Stop it. You don't think so? No. The only – there's going to be a run that happens somewhere in this draft, and I can't quite figure out if that run is going to be on tackles in the first round, tackle slash guards, in offensive linemen, corners, because there's two or three corners that might be first rounders, or, Josh, like tight ends. You know, I was looking at the list of tight ends. And I it's, guess yeah, it's a good tight end class. Luke Musgrave is a guy that's considered a little bit later, but Mayer out of Notre Dame, your boy Laporta out of Iowa, Kincaid. Darnell Washington, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. So I, there's a run somewhere, and it really behooves and benefits Anton Harrison if that run is what uh, um, 
Ian Rappaport just said, but I'm kind of like you. Eh? Unless the Raiders take Skaronsky at seven. If the Raiders take Skaronsky at seven, then suddenly it's like, oh, oh, no. What's the kid's name from South Dakota State? Oh, the Cody um, Cody Mock? Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah, there's the, a tight end from over there, too. That people... Oh, oh you've been tight end, tight end. Yeah, I think Mock's the offensive lineman that's got the no teeth and the red hair. <laughs> yeah. Which, of course, is terrific. Oh, absolutely incredible. But, yeah, I um, – here, here's the projection. You know what? Let's take a break. We'll come back. I'll, I'll roll through these projections for what Matt Miller had for the Oklahoma guys in his seven-round mock drafts. You can get an idea of where these dudes may go come Friday. And we count down to tomorrow's NFL draft. It's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Center Fans. Sorry. Welcome back into the Plank Show. I, I saw this. Marvin Mims, if you're not an automatic top 20 pick, then why leave? Because he wanted to. And he's probably not going to get a stock much higher. I, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but if if there's a situation where someone comes in and says, hey, here's where you need to improve, and you realize another year isn't necessarily going to improve that, it's, it's probably okay to go. Where the only thing that could end up hurting you would be what? An injury more than anything else? Or that... I, I wish Marvin would have come back too, but it just seemed as if he was pretty much destined for the NFL draft regardless after this season. Yeah. So, yeah. And probably going to be a second-round pick. Right. And what could he realistically accomplish next season, Plank, to get him into the first round? Does that avenue even really exist out there based on his uh, – physical frame right so if the answer to that is maybe or no then probably you just go and like you said maybe the mind's just made up in general right I mean right you know somebody could I don't know this is comparing our lives to athletes lives is always sort of a should you even do that but you know in in every walk of life maybe the mind's just made up right it's just I want to go play pro now yeah I mean you're looking at a guy that as of right now, is projected as a second, third round pick. And let's be honest, there probably isn't a situation where he would have gone much higher than that. So, uh, but, but I will hear your complaint about Nick Benito and Isaiah Thomas potentially staying in school. Anton Harrison's going to be a first round pick, dude. He's, I mean, it's, he, he had to go. It was he could have come back, but I don't. From what I've been able to gauge about Anton, he was he was ready, and I think Beanbow knew he was ready. He'll be an early early second worst case. Right, worst case scenario, he might be the thirty second pick in the draft to Pittsburgh at the top of the second round. So I think you go on that front. But if you want to sit down and and kind of hedge your bets on, well, X players should have stayed and Y players should have stayed. Yeah, but again, we don't know what their personal situation is. We don't know what their family situation looks like. We don't know. They might just not. I didn't come to college to learn no school. Isn't I didn't come great, to play school. I didn't come to play school, right? Maybe the greatest sports <laughs> quote of the last decade. Um, but I just, here's that. We got a break because I, I want to make sure we get Amanda in here. But Anton the Harrison, Widow. the Black Widow, baby. Anton Harrison, 34th to Arizona. Matt Miller has projected Marvin Mims in the early third round of the Saints. 71st overall. Eric Gray is a fifth rounder 
to the Bills, which EG thinks he's going in the top 100. So that's pick 137. Wanya Morris projected to the Denver Broncos in the fifth round with pick 139. And Jalen Redmond projected in the seventh round to the Cleveland Browns, which would continue that theme of Cleveland Browns constantly going in the NFL draft. Uh, with up Sooners constantly going to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yes. I was close. Uh, you'll hear from Aaron Gray when we come back. Plus, we'll hear from a very special guest who's on our way to the NFL draft. It's Plank Show on the Ref. So, obviously, I'm, I'm a draft nerd, and in being a draft nerd, I'm also a Raiders fan. So, it was so much joy. I don't know, Amanda, how long ago? Was it about uh, five? No, gosh, it was the Dennis Allen era, right? So, we're going back even more than that. When I first discovered, yeah, yeah the Black Widow, uh, Amanda. Now, it, is it Bustos, Bustos? I've never said your last name right, have I? It's Bustos. Gosh, dang it, I knew <laughs> that. But you and your husband, yeah. uh, diehard Raider fans, take us through the story mm-hmm. because you're going to be front and center in the craziness of the fan pit in Kansas City this weekend, which has got to be a blast. But kind of take me through how this fan fandom birthed for you. Yeah. So, um, thank you for having me on, by the way. Um, so, uh, yeah, I met, I met Rolando in 2000. Um, I was still in high school and, uh, didn't watch football, um, except for union, you know, I went to union, so always watch them, but, um, you know, getting to know him, he told me that he was a big Raiders fan. I had never heard of the Raiders, uh, barely watched any NFL at all. And so I just kind of started learning the game from him and he was kind enough to explain, games to me as they were happening or after the fact, you know, we would, we would look over them and um, it just kind of evolved from there. And in 2003, I started 918 Raider Nation. And uh, in 2004, I, I decided to come up with my persona as Black Widow. That's awesome. It, uh, listen, Josh, there's relationships where you tell your, your spouse, your, your partner, whatever, hey, I want you to, to, to be a fan with me and it's great. And they watch the game and they tolerate it, right? Sure. Right. Like, or, or you've got my girlfriend that's like, let me root for the other team. Right, right. Or, or my family who's already done with it. But, Amanda, you took it to a complete other level, and part of it is just it's this fan base, right? As, as beaten down as we've been, though, it's still when it comes to game day, you're going to dress up, you're going to show out for your team, and it's, it's almost, dare I say, just one crazy fun community. Um, you're absolutely right, and a lot of it has to do with the history of the Raiders. Um, we're we're very iconic um, in breaking barriers, and um, you know, first woman CEO, first black head coach, first Hispanic head coach, uh, first Hispanic quarterback, um, and uh, it's really. Uh, it, it, I just think it's really cool um, what the way that Al Davis led the league, um, and he was hated for it, um, right. and that's kind of the way that Raider Nation is. We're hated. Um, but we're the most loyal fan base. I, I've been all over the country to many different games, and um, there's nothing like Raider Nation at all. At all. I agree. So how did you end up getting invited? Because this is, what, the third time that you've gone to the NFL draft? How did, how did that whole process play out? Yeah, so um, the first time I we went to the NFL draft was in Dallas. Of course, it's only four hours away. Um, I was offered inner circle tickets then as well. Um, and then I went to the one in Tennessee. I was offered inner circle tickets there, which that didn't work out. Not a very long story. <laughs> um, and <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then this year, um, you know, I'd already planned on going cause Kansas city is only four hours away. Um, and, um, a friend of mine who's a season ticket holder called me up and, uh, she said, do you want, do you want inner circle tickets? And I said, absolutely. I do. 
because uh, she wasn't able to make it. So I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed um, that my friend offered these to me. I'm blessed anyway, but um, especially for these these uh, inner circle tickets to be right there, front and center, uh, see all the action as it happens, um, and, and up close, and get to welcome our, our new members to to the Raiders. I'm very excited. And and it's also you mentioned that inner circle for those that have watched the draft. That's an area where. You have all the, and I say this term lovingly, all the crazy fans, right? You're, you, you'll, it won't just be you. It'll be several other Raider fans and other fan bases. Does it ever get dicey in there, or is it all good? It's definitely all good. It's all, all respect. Right. Um, nobody gets it, – it, it's all love because we're all there for the same reason. We just wear different colors. Um, I've never had an issue at an NFL draft. It's always been a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, we're, we're up there on stage. There's, I think – only about thirty people per team, um, so I'm 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 excited to get back and and uh, see what happens. See what we get. Hey, a, a couple of more, and I'll let you get back after it. So uh, through this process, you got to tell me how you came up with the idea of Black Widow. What was that like? How did you develop that? You know, that's uh, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> so when I just when I um, decided that I wanted to start dressing up, I knew I wanted to do a pirate because the Raiders and. You know, we're badasses and all that. And um, uh, and I needed a nickname, and I didn't know what to do. And so I literally went to Google and typed up Beautiful But Deadly because I'm a woman. <laughs> but it's also a, but it's also a Raiders. You know, i got to get that, that personification in. Right. And a, a, pic, a picture of a Black Widow spider came up immediately. And I was like, that's it. I don't, I don't need to look any further. So that's, that's where that came from. All right. So are you uh... – in addition, we have what? We have the uh, Raider Gorilla, um, but we've also lost a few recently, right? You had mm-hmm. some of your pals that we unfortunately passed. I, are, are we going to be on the lookout for the, the what, what do you guys have, Josh? It's the only thing we have over you, the bank robber. Are we going to be on the lookout for the wolf? Is he still missing from Kansas City? Or have you, have you found any other fan bases that can come close to having the characters that we have in the Raider Nation? Um, there's, uh, a, a few that have some really great, um, fans. Um, you know, I, I definitely not like Raider Nation. There's, um, I'd say Green Bay. Green Bay has a lot of really cool fans that, that dress up. Mm. Um, there's, uh, the Bills have some great ones. Oh, they're just uh, crazy. Yeah. You know, but, but there's, there's nothing like Raider Nation. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of newcomers on the on the prowl now that they moved to Vegas too. So it's, it's been cool to see how that's evolved. Uh, all right. Two, two more. And I'll let you get out of here. Number one. Sure. So what's the, what's the plan? Are you there all three days? Or are you there in the first round? What's kind of the plan for you now uh, when you get there and, and kind of what you're allowed to do and what you do do. So I will be there all three days. Um, however, I only have inner circle tickets for uh, Thursday and Friday, which I guess you could say are more or less the more important rounds. Gotcha. Um, and then for Saturday, I'll just be kind of milling about. I actually want to go like we're required once like we sign like a contract and everything. And once you're there, you're there. You're not allowed to leave the stage um, or you can't come back the next day. Kind of. <laughs> so um, wow. unless, unless, you know, like within reason, of course, but um, they have concessions for us and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, but uh, as far as Saturday goes, I'm probably going to just go check out. Um, you know, the things and, and uh, all the gotcha. activities that they have for the draft. Very cool. And then uh, most important question, 
Who do you want to see him get? Are we going quarterback here at seven? Are you thinking corner? Are you want, I just want help on defense. Which way are you looking right now, Amanda? Yeah, so uh, I personally feel like we're going to trade up and go for a quarterback. My my husband and I actually have a bet. He thinks we're going to um, draft down or trade down. I think we're going to trade up. Um, I think we're going to go quarterback only because I don't see Garoppolo being our long-term uh, solution. Um, but if – uh, you know, they keep saying that they're going to draft whoever's the best available. So I really, I don't know. Maybe it's smoke and mirrors. Um, but I, I personally feel like we'll go to quarterback uh, just because of the fiasco that happened with Carr. I'm still mad about. So mad about. Um, <laughs> but I can also see us getting like a linebacker or, or a cornerback or just just something that we really, really need. I just hope it's not a reach. That's all I hope for is not a reach. I'm so tired of reaches from the Raiders. All right. Well, Amanda, have a blast. I'm glad we were able to connect. Um, You guys will know when you see – you got the contact in the eye, right? And they'll be able to notice Mm -hmm. when you see Amanda with the pirate hat. It's a sweet outfit. Uh, You and your husband have a blast, and hopefully we'll be able to talk again soon. Thanks for making time for us. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will see you. It's Amanda Bustos. Okay, bye-bye. Black Widow. The Black Widow. You have you ever seen a picture? I'll have to send you a picture. Of I'll her just see her. Yeah, tomorrow. you'll see her in the draft, dude. That's the. She hit it on the head, though. You know what? I don't want the Raiders to do more than anything. Please don't reach for somebody. Don't. Uh, with the seventh pick in the draft, the Raiders select Dalton Kincaid. And you're like, whoa, which would be a good pick if you're like 15 or 16, but seventh. Oh, Osiris Torrance. Like, I, With the seventh pick in the draft, the Raiders select smarter than everybody else in the room. You know who would really trigger me if they took him at seven? Hendon Hooker. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'll do that. I don't know, dude. There, this, if there is one thing that I've kind of realized in looking at these mock drafts is there's not a single one that has the same person going to the Raiders at seven. Who do you want them to take? I've got a trio of players that I'm good with. Either Stroud or Richardson. Fine with it. Yeah, you like those two quarterbacks. I like those two quarterbacks. And I'm not really overly sold on Stroud. Or excuse me, on Richardson, but I like the idea of getting him in there in a Upside. year to develop. Right. Uh, so either him, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a trade down and seeing if you can get one of the corners later. But to me, if I'm if I'm trying to find a defensive difference maker, if Jaden Davis is there or Jalen Carter's there, you've got to take him, man. Jaden Davis? <laughs> Which I've said a thousand times. He was drafted last year. Jalen Carter's there, Devin Weatherspoon or Tyree Wilson. Those are those are guys that I'm in on at seven. Don't want an offensive lineman. Get your offensive lineman later in the draft. Unless you draft, you you trade down that you can get Paris Harrison Johnson or, or, or Paris Johnson or Skaronsky. Skaronsky would be a nice nice I, pick. Do you know what though? I, I'm starting to sell myself on Skaronsky at seven. Oh man, it, it'd be a good pick. I'm starting to sell myself on it, but it's so boring. But having a mainstay on your offensive line is you really can't. Well, you can't put a price on it, but it. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. exciting in the draft, and yet it's probably one of the safer picks. Sure, you can make in a first round. You know what? You know what's happened the last couple of years is the guy I really wanted the Raiders to get started to fall and came up just short of where they were in the draft. Right. So in let's see here in twenty twenty 
one. I really wanted Micah Parsons. And Parsons started to fall a little bit. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, Micah Parsons is going to fall. And what I think did Dallas move up or maybe they they traded. And he ended up going at 12 and the Raiders were like at 17. Um, Isaiah Simmons was a guy I really wanted for the Raiders. What would that be? The 2020 NFL draft. And Isaiah Simmons started to fall a little bit, but he ended up getting taken at eighth, and the Raiders were there at twelve. So I'm I'm now in the my old, Chris Plank shows up on Friday, happiest dude on the planet, talking trash, guy. What are you doing? You're cracking me up, guy. Um, but if if Will Anderson ends up falling to the Raiders at seven, you're gonna see you're gonna see a dude that's just walking in with a whole new attitude about life feel better Chris you just found out that your toe is going to need to be amputated don't care got Will Anderson let's go (laughs) that's my numero uno numero uno dude and Gunny no they're not going to draft Jamarcus Russell again stop it got a lot of draft nuggets including a little bit from Eric Gray and the best of the text line next right here on the ref Tyler from Kellyville's really rubbing it in late this writes as a lifelong Dallas fan, I'm grateful for the Raiders taking rugs over C.D. Lamb. Oh, I'm sure we wouldn't have drafted C.D. Lamb. I'm sure they would have decided to go with whoever had the fastest 40 time. Yeah, they had a couple other surprises up their sleeve. Bro, you realize. The Raiders, man. Hold on, hold on. Let me try to do this math in my head off the top. Josh Jacobs and Colton Miller are the only – two first-round picks of, like, the last seven years that are still on the team. Let's look at it. Go back and look at it. Let's make my misery. Let's see Let's see how I can do it because last year they didn't have a first-round pick. The year before that was Alex Leatherwood, who stinks. Um, he's now with the Bears. Um, the year before that was Damon Arnett and Josh Jacobs, right? No, no. Am I close? Alex Leatherwood. Oh, Ruggs and Damon Arnett. Neither. Clee Farrell and Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abram. Oh, um, my God. All, two of those three aren't with the team. And Colton Miller. Yeah, so that, go down to 17. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Gary on Conley. Conley, yeah. I wrecked my car while he was getting picked. Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph, no longer with the team. Amari Cooper, no longer with the team. Khalil Mack, no longer Cooper with the team. Cooper was a good pick, though. Yeah, it worked out well until he Khalil stopped. Khalil was a really good pick. Uh, DJ Hayden no longer with the team. So, of their picks in the last decade, first-rounders. Rolando McClain. Only two are still with the team. Darius hayward Bay. Go on now. We can do this all. Darren McFadden, Jamarcus Russell. It just sucks. Jamarcus Russell one's a little uh, rough. 5808 actually may have the text of the day on the Atlanta Falcons final call. I'm sorry, Atlanta Hawks final call. We can't we can't shift like that from NFL to NBA so quickly, all right? Panda Janet Jackson sitting at home close to the radio, listening intently, and throws a sandwich against the wall and slides down slowly. <laughs> yeah, that's how the, the, the Hawks play-by-play guy, yeah, got to wait another night, Janet Jackson. Um, Meanwhile, she's like, yeah, I'll just cancel the show. I'll cancel the show. Here's a few. Um on the Paul Feinenbaum comments uh, from the 479. These clowns have been waiting 20-something years for us to have a bad season. They got to bash while they can. You know, honestly, that's kind of what we were saying earlier. It's like, listen, if Alabama or Georgia went 6-7, and seven, we'd all be laughing our backside off. 
Brad Bartlesville. Fine Bob's never liked OU, so when OU has a year like they did last year, he's all over it. Haters going to hate. If we go undefeated, he'll still find something to Grinch about in one ear, out the other with that guy. You know what? I told you guys, my whole Feinbaum thing is I feel like when he doesn't know anything about something, he just says a negative take so people will react to it. Uh, for instance, when Lincoln Riley got hired, what was his first take? Oh, he's not going to be there in two years. He'll fire him. He's just he's not equipped to be a coach. Go back. Google it up. No one remembers that. Um, because now you're like, yeah, good. He should go. <laughs> um, see, yeah, that did age poorly. As far as I'm concerned, there is an asterisk next to the Texas game. Maybe. Lloyd asks, who will win the SEC title first, OU or Texas? OU or Texas? I would would still confidently take Oklahoma right now, but everyone would say that's a homer call. So, How about this as a cop-out to that answer? Let me see what the scheduling is going to look like. Let me see, are we we divisionless? Are we divisions? Are we pods? Are we not? I still don't know. And Broken Arrow Fat Boy, for those that maybe end up in a situation where they get mad, oh, well, he's not making press conferences in time and blah, blah, blah. Maybe Brent values time with his team and coaching them more than he does sitting around and bumping gums with the media. That's true, Broken Arrow Fat Boy, and I agree with you, and I think most would, but but that also sets a tone for where immediately the response is going to be negative if you're always making people wait around for you. Hey, have a good day, my friend. I'm going to eat lunch at Vans. Nice, dude. I know, right? Get some burn-ins. You know what? I just might, now that you mention it. Uh, tomorrow, more draft coverage. Eric Gray will be on the show with us tomorrow for Josh Unplank. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Steelman and Thune at noon or next.